to another episode of Divi Chat. We're going to talk about email marketing, continuation from last week's topic. Uh, we're going to talk about how you can nurture leads through email marketing and stuff. So today we're super excited to discuss that. And before we get kicked off, why doesn't Stephanie tell us who she is, where you can find her, and then go like and subscribe all of her stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's obviously choking and dying over here. So we're going to go to Tim. Go, Tim. <laughs> hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from San Clemente, California. Uh, not choking currently. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find me online at divilife.com for all of my Divi plugins, child themes. Uh, and tutorials and wpgears.com where I have my uh, w, w, wpgears.com where I have Divi Business Expert course with my good friend David here. We also have our WP the podcast there. That's why I, what I started to say. Um, so yeah, happy to be here. Love email marketing. So excited to talk about this today. And if you were here last week, I want to report that I have my desk in stand mode <laughs> At the start of the episode, um, again, if you were here last week, you saw that uh, 10 minutes into the episode that I decided to put my desk from normal mode to stand mode and it pulled my power cable, my whole computer shut down and it was a whole big thing. So, And very stressful for the rest of the panel. Who <laughs> yeah. was relying on Tim. <clears throat> I'm sorry that I just almost died. Good news. I've pulled through. I think I'm going to make it. She survived. She survived. Yes. So, oh, sorry about that, you guys. I am Stephanie Hudson, and I am broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm representing Focus WP, which is our uh, white label WordPress maintenance agency, where we help a we help uh, growing agencies to scale and increase their monthly recurring revenue by doing the stuff that they don't want to do. So you can find us at focuswp.co or in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, B-I-Z where we have a lot of good times. And I also am excited about this. I'm here because uh, I really want to learn. I'm a little late to the game of email marketing. I, it's, I don't know why, because I've known forever and I've helped clients do it and all of that, but I'm a little late to the game for myself. And so this is all like very, very relevant for me and what um, my partner and I are implementing at the moment. So Awesome. Well, I am super glad that both of you guys are here. I'm glad to be back as well. My name is David Blackman. I am the co-founder, CEO of Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. I am coming to you live from Ashland, Oregon. And you can find About to be an accurate name of that city. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It's been, been kind of crazy with all the wildfires. Um, Find me at divi.space, aspengrovestudios.com. Tim's already told you about our awesome courses and podcasts over at wpgears.com. Be sure to go and subscribe so you can see exactly how little email marketing we do at wpgears.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, you know. Uh, I yeah, get an true. email from at least one of y'all, if not both, like every day. So, yeah. Well, I wouldn't worry so much about that one. Hey, I haven't sent any emails out this week. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we're going to talk about it. I think it's a, it's a great topic. I think there's, you know, uh, I jokingly say this a lot, but I, I, I really, really mean it. 
Um, if I could send an email out every hour, I would send an email out every hour. Uh, unfortunately, I think people would run for the hills and unsubscribe in mass exodus, you know, <laughs> big time, um, because I would probably be emailing them too much. But one yeah. of the, the things that I did very early on, luckily, it wasn't because I was, I knew about email marketing or <laughs> I just thought, I knew user acquisition was really, really important, and I didn't know how I wanted to market to them, but I felt like if I just get at least got their email address, then I could, when I figured out exactly how I was going to market to them in the end, that at least I would have a way to contact them. And so luckily stumbled upon email marketing and, um, and the power of it, and it has been phenomenal for our business ever since. So, yeah. Yeah. In other words, David is a natural, like it was his natural inclination to know that that's what he needed to do. That's so amazing. What, what I was going to say was David is successful by accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, hey, David has I'll really good it. business instincts. <laughs> he has good instincts. Um, David, I will say that it is possible to send an email out every hour without ticking off your email list. Um, and it's through segmenting. So you're not oh, sending yeah. Yeah. one email out every yeah. hour to everyone. It's yeah. segmented. But that's yeah. advanced email marketing, Tim. I don't know <laughs> if we're going to get into that here in, uh, in this topic. Uh, yeah. And, and I was, I was talking to David and Stephanie uh, before we, we hit the live button and how this title might be a little misleading, but I'd, I'd love to discuss it and, and hear from our live panelists too. But the, the title is how to nurture leads with email marketing. And for me in my head, I, I, I think of leads as uh, you're going to nurture, you know, either yourself or a salesperson or someone um, on a more one-on-one -on -one basis, right? You're going to sell a, a service or, you know, a, a big product where you need a salesperson where I think of email subscribers as being more e-commerce um, or, or, I mean, it doesn't have to be e-commerce. It can be, you know, any type of, of, of business, but you're not, they're not necessarily leads where I think of leads as being, okay, I need to follow up with this person on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So I'd love to hear what my panelists think as well as our live chat um, is, is leads something that you can email market at scale and not have a personal touch, have more of a, you know, kind of a marketing voice uh, or when you have lead, someone that's going to buy, you know, something expensive can't, uh, does it have to be more one-on-one? -on -one? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make I, sense. I think that, uh, I think you can, I think there are things that you can do. I think kind of where my head was when we went on this topic, um, you know, I guess probably about a year and a half ago, and Stephanie's going to kind of tell her own little story and her experience of recently a conference that she went to which kind of led to this topic but um you know a year ago year or so year and a half ago i went to a conference in phoenix and met a friend Jacobus. Jacobus, giving you a shout out on divi chat um and at the time i was really looking for a sales copywriter you know i didn't go to this conference to find one however you know, I met several people because this was a, a conference about launching products. So it just so happens that there was a lot of sales copywriters there marketing their services. So I gathered up several leads, um, you know, of potential people that, you know, I might want to use or, 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 you know, whatever. And 
this one person did something that I thought was just amazing. Um, he shot a video of himself telling me about him, his services, you know, what he brought to the table. And it was a video and it was in an email. And I thought, this is, this is genius. This is awesome because it was very, you know, um, what's the word you used, Tim? Um, personal. It was very personal to, it was personalized to me. Now, can you do that at scale? Absolutely. You probably could adjust the video to where it's, you know, not addressing, Hey David, it was great meeting you at the conference. But if you wanted to do something like that, you totally could and pull off some, some lead nurturing in email marketing and stuff, probably not at, at scale, depending on how big your, your email list is. But I would imagine that not many, service providers have massive email lists they probably can you know do very personalized email marketing to them and stuff so it's just one thing that that i remember that has stuck with me ever since that i really thought it was a great way to email market for a service that was going to be provided and stuff awesome. so i guess <clears throat> i guess what we're talking about here there's there's two sort of things in this in this title so there's Leads, and then there's email marketing. And I guess how we define those things is, is sort of what we're talking about. And I think, I think there's a little bit of blurry area around them that, you know, I don't think any of us are wrong in the way we're thinking of our leads. Maybe it depends on the type of business that we run or what we're selling or whatever. But um, so m my personal thought is, you know, if you go to a conference or something, and which, you know, back in the good old days, and you collect a bunch of... And you collect a bunch of business cards of people like David did, right? He went to a conference, he made some contacts there. And then, then what, like, how do you, how do you nurture those contacts that you've made? Those, those, they're, they're leads, you know, I mean, I guess maybe there's a different, maybe Tim, you're thinking of warm versus hot versus cold or something like that. That's a different word that you're using. But also yeah. if you've got people like people that come to my website and download a lead magnet or sign up for something on my site, whatever. And it's like, those people, they're not customers yet. You know, they're, they're just leads. And those are the ones that I want to nurture and turn into a client. So that's, yeah. that's I, what and I, I get that. And I'm on the same page with you. I think where I, the disconnect for me is, it's, can you use email marketing to nurture? Okay. Them? I see. I see. What you're so saying. like in my head, it's like what you described is yes, you need to nurture them. Um, but that needs to be done on a more, more personalized basis where you're sending out, you know, a one-on-one -on -one email or you're calling them to follow up and that sort of thing. Um, opposed to email marketing being, I have my list and I want them to buy my products. So I'm going to, you know, send them a series of emails to, to, you know, nurture them, um, yeah. in order to get them ready to buy. And then hopefully they will buy, you know, when the, the time's right type of thing. But when someone, someone comes to your site and, and signs up for the, um, you know, to do the uh, child theme, you know, the child theme generator or something on the, mm -hmm. on your Divi Life site. Well, I mean, isn't that a person that you could then nurture into potentially taking one of your Divi courses or something like that? I mean, wouldn't that be somebody that you could put into an automated sequence that walks them through certain products that you've got? I mean, that, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Yeah. And, and this is me being annoying. I don't consider that a lead. I consider <laughs> them a subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, okay. it's more of, it's more of a nomenclature. Semantic. Yeah. That's semantic. Exactly. Okay. And again, it's, uh, it's just. So that's I why I said, it. like, it depends what we call 
you know, what the word lead means and what the word email marketing means, like, what does that exactly mean too? Right. So I think we are probably all sort of talking about the same thing. Call it what you will. Someone who has expressed some interest in your business, but is not yet a customer. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I do that. And David does too with our product businesses where I don't actually have a child theme generator. I have a child theme tutorial with freebies and actually. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that's what you had. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so whether that, yeah, they download a freebie or, or, or what, uh, they go through David's child theme generator, they get onto our email list and then, um, you know, they're nurtured, you know, whether that's through content through, you know, Hey, check out this product or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're nurtured into becoming a customer. So yes, we're finally so on all, I, all on the same page now. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, regardless of whether you have a product business or a service company, it can all be done the same, you know, um, you can, the main point is to get potential leads slash customers slash, you know, potential customers into your ecosystem, you know, and at the end of the day, if you, um, you know, provide enough value to those subscribers, customers, leads, when it, when it becomes time to purchase, you're going to be in the top of their mind. And I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing with email marketing and stuff. It's just top of the mind awareness and stuff when they, you know, whatever it is that you do, and you can do that through email marketing. You can provide lots of value to your leads through email marketing. You know, you just have to figure out whatever your niche is and stuff and provide that value to them and stuff and, and just keep those touch points. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, if I met someone one-on-one at a conference and then all of a sudden I was put on their email list getting like random, you know, marketing emails, whether it's content or whatever, I would be like, wait, what the heck? Opposed to if I, they were following up with me on a one-on-one basis. Right. So I, I see I those two that. things being different. Yeah. But isn't that still like, even if you're just marketing to them through a personal email, isn't that something? I mean, like I do Bonjoros now, like that's been my thing, like the that I've been trying to do over the past like six weeks is send out those little video messages, which is funny that you mentioned that, David, because I they do get a really good, they get a way better open rate and um Engagement. and click through rate than right. than just regular emails. So that I've been enjoying that. And um and you just like, I mean, you just see 30 seconds or something, and it's like people are like, oh wow, thank you. Yeah. Feel special. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, you're welcome. Feel special. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, a good way to like make it not seem as cold. Uh, you know, we had one lead magnet that was like exactly our target demographic. And that's, and we had, I think, I don't know, it wasn't a ton. It was like at a conference or something. So there was like, I think 60 that went through all the steps and everything and ended up on our email list after the conference. And it was, I was like, I'm going to send each one of these people. And I'm like, that's not that many of a list. It's not that big of a list until you have to send each person a recorded video. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then it turns into like, oh my God, like every free minute. I'm like, okay, let me record another video. <laughs> Takes a surprising yeah. amount and, of time. And I think that nurturing is super, super important. I just don't think that falls into the category of email so, marketing. Right. That's what I said. Like leads is like, maybe needs to be a different word and email marketing maybe needs to be slightly different. But you know, if we were going to, let's take this scenario, let me throw a scenario out there and see 
how you guys are are doing it. So we've got the very common one. You know, there's a lot of talk about funnel packs out there. There's a company that sells funnel packs that are really great. I like them. I think it's well, shoot, I'll put the link in the show notes. But um, they basically give you a landing page, a thank you page, a lead magnet, and a few, like a five email sequence. And you can just go buy that, you know, like put it in, and they have different topics and stuff. And then you can basically like make it your style or whatever, put all the content into your email system and to your other. Okay. So now you've got that. So you've got a lead magnet. Is that what you guys do? Like when you create a new lead magnet or, or giveaway or sh- something low cost, do you then have a specific email sequence dedicated to that, pro- to that item? I used to, I don't currently, but I will again. So mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like how you approach it, David? Yeah. Um, it depends. Um, we don't use any of the, I don't know if you're talking about click funnels or something like that. No, I wasn't talking about click funnels. It's called funnel packs. <clears throat> oh, funnel packs. Okay. Yeah. But are you just, are you just using them as an example? Yeah. I'm just saying like, let's say yeah. you did. So th- this is such something that like, I hear yeah. a lot of people talking about a lot of people using it's sort of a basic standard, like quick and like a, a little mini funnel for your site. Right. Yeah. So this is just yeah. something you can do. You could have a little opt-in, you know, like they yeah. include a bloom opt-in, whatever, you know, the whole thing. So you, you're collecting your email, delivering them something. And then what? So these funnel packs yeah. come with like a little email sequence. So yeah. when you do, let's say in like, you know, standard is about maybe like a five email follow-up, you know, like a sequence yeah. of five emails. Yeah. And so, we, we so what's your game plan with that then? We don't do it on everything. We should. Problem is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, it takes a million years yeah. and time. Yeah. It takes yeah. a lot yeah. of time to set up sequences and stuff like that. We do have them set up for some of our more important, um, giveaways where we will absolutely we custom write all of our own uh because we we brand it to ourselves and we just kind of want our tone and message to be there and stuff but what you're talking about is a great place for someone to start it definitely works a funnel is important tracking it um nurturing that audience is important and that's one way that's one way to nurture it and stuff. So let's so. say, and I, the only reason I brought that up is not because I'm telling people to necessarily go and just buy it, <clears throat> you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. I've purchased a few of them and they're nice. Some Sometimes I do my own though. And so basically though, let's say you have a high value lead magnet on your site and you are going to create a sequence of five-ish, five, six emails. What's your game plan for that? sequence do you have like the first email is the delivery email of course you know like hey thanks for downloading here's your link to download next email do you have like do you space them out in a certain way like do you say like the next email always comes later that day or the next day or two days later it just depends i mean value 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 and then pitch at the end is how we do it you know we you know hey i'll give you a quick rundown example of whatever what I'm let's, for. let's just say the demo zone for example which is uh one of our highest email you know lead magnets that we've had in the history is the demo zone where people could go and learn how to see how divi is on the back end and stuff so obviously they get the welcome email thanks for signing up for the demo zone you know uh, we hope you enjoy it, blah, 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 blah. Here's where you can log in and stuff. Next email is going to be, hey, 
hope things are going great. Um, you know, here are our most frequently asked questions about the demo zone. You know, if there's anything we can do to help you, please don't hesitate to ask. Send us a question over here. And we're just providing value. You know, the third email, and, it, and that may come 24 hours after their initial sign up and stuff. They've had time to play with it and stuff. And then, and then we, you know, give them some helpful links and stuff. You know, the third email will also be value. It may be, here's, you know, here's our most, you know, looked at, you know, demo zone theme or, or layout or whatever that people like that are really interested in. Uh, so we'll just kind of keep adding that. And then, um, you know, hey, did you know that we have premium layouts? You know, it'll kind of morph into here's all the free stuff that you can get. But did you did you know that we also sell premium layouts as well? You know, child themes and stuff. And we'll introduce them to that and stuff. And then maybe close with the membership email. Um, and that's pretty much it. Just kind of a, a nice, you know, value, value. Try to help them answer any questions, you know, support them and stuff. And then you know, and then present them with paid options and stuff. And ultimately, hey, if you choose, give them a discount code, you know, something where they, you know, you try to get them to, to, you know, get into your, sell, sell your products or services and stuff. So, yeah. All right, Tim, yeah, so I'm done talking. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so I actually, I'm opening up my Evernote because I, in the process of planning and rewriting all these sequences and stuff for, for my freebies. And so the way that I designed it is because I have different freebies where David's demo zone is kind of a big freebie. And so he can kind of go down that, that trail yeah, of, exactly. of offering you know, additional emails specifically for that. For my freebies are a little bit smaller. So it's like, I don't necessarily want, you know, a different thread for each freebie. So I basically, the way I designed it was, hasn't been implemented yet, but um, there's one welcome sequence in an, and it gets sent if they download a freebie and they haven't purchased something already. So this is specifically if they've not purchased something. Um, and so they get sent uh, the series of emails, but because it's like, if I'm running ads for multiple freebies at the same time, I don't want to send them something they already have. So basically the way it works is if they already have a specific freebie, then they just won't get that email that day. And so it'll basically, it'll send them a five email sequence um, every other day, um, giving them that additional pieces of, of value. And then from there, it goes into here's, here's our products, check it out type of thing. Um, so that's the way I designed it. Um, I think there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do um, like follow-up sequences and stuff like that. Except for the everyday email. That's, that's definitely wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe not for just five, but I mean, it, de it depends on the market for sure. Like there's, that's there's marketers that I follow where I, I get like two emails a day from them. And that's just, yeah. that's kind of that, you know, the world, you know, that they, All right, they David. work in. Um, you just got the green light. Go for it. <laughs> so, oh, no. uh, yeah, a lot just of work, kind of man. Email marketing is a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I think the important thing is, and actually before, I uh, launch the sequence. What I'm doing is I'm testing it by manually sending it out and, and just kind of looking at response rates and stuff like that. And I think that's a good place oh, to that's start. That's a great tip. Rather than just going and crafting the sequence that you don't know if, it, if the emails work at all, 
test out the emails themselves by manually sending them out to, you know, the different parts of your list and then kind of go from there. And so, um, and then another uh, thing um, that's important too is the time that the email sent. And so uh, typically what's best is you want to send it the same time, you know, the next day or two days later. So like 48 hours later. So it's hitting them in that time. Cause if they're like late at night, that's when they're like researching stuff. Well, that's when you want to hit them again, type of thing, rather than like 8 a.m. the next morning when they're like busy, you know, with, with their own work. Yeah. And one thing, another fire have... tip from Tim, you guys write that one down too. <laughs> Hashtag fire tip, Tim. Um, <laughs> Wait, that, I'll, that got, that of... got, never mind. <laughs> Most of, most of these email marketing tools and stuff will have like time capsule or some kind of something to where, you know, if you're, you know, marketing products globally, internationally, or even, you know, different states and stuff, um, you know, you can set these, these email marketing platforms to go out at whatever their time zone is and stuff, you know, which is really, really helpful. Initially in the beginning, I would hit send. I would do our whole list hit send, And it was at 10 AM my time. If it was, <laughs> if it was midnight, your time, that's when Deal you with got it. the, <laughs> and uh, you know, what I found was, you know, I, you know, I, I, I stumbled across this amazing button, you know, that said, Hey, time capsule. I was like, man, what this does, I wonder. So I click it, you know, and it, it shows you exactly how many subscribers are in each time zone, you know, and when they're going to get it. And if you want to set it at, at a specific time and stuff, that way they do get it. It is important when they receive the email. Tim had it a is. really, really good point. So if they're sitting at their desk at nine o'clock in the morning, that's when they read their emails. You know, it's it's kind of logical that you may want it to go in and not at midnight not nine o'clock your time you know so yeah. guys yeah. i would like to say two things that you could learn from what david just said who those of you who are listening or watching one is like set the time use the tools to your advantage and all of that but also this is a guy who's very successful with email marketing and he didn't sit around and try and figure out every freaking little thing and perfect <laughs> it he just dove in and started and he's yeah. done all right. Like he's doing yeah. okay with the email marketing. Yeah. So like, don't like, there's so many variables that, and yeah. we're talking about a lot of them and maybe giving some advice on our best case or our best practices, but like, just try it. Like just jump in and try it and see how, what works for you and what doesn't. I think that's really important. And that's one of David's strengths is he's like, let's just yeah. push the big red button. <laughs> so, let's just go. Let's go. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shoot what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Um, Tim. Well, no, no, no. It's good. It's all good. So one thing that I, I think as you send out more emails that that will naturally happen as your list grows, no matter what niche you're in, um, is people are going to unsubscribe from your email list. And <gasps> sometimes like in the beginning, at least it can be a little bit like, oh my gosh, like how dare they? Like, uh -huh. why would they do that? And you like, you take it personally, uh -huh. uh, you know, especially if, if you're, you're sending out emails, like kind of like from a more personal type brand where it's your, you know, your voice, your product, your face out there, it can be a little bit, you know, a little bit of a hit to your pride and stuff, but 
that's okay. It's going to happen. Like the more your list grows and the more emails you send, the more unsubscribes you're going to get. Now, obviously, like if you're sending out a ton of emails and your, your unsubscribe rate, like skyrockets, well, don't just be like, oh, it's going to happen and don't do anything about it. Like try to learn from it and figure out, okay, well, what could I be doing differently to get less unsubscribes? But I'm saying that, that it's a natural part of email marketing. And if someone's unsubscribing, chances are they were never going to buy anyways. And so that's an important thing to remember, um, whether you're selling a website or selling a, a product online, um, unsubscribes is just kind of something uh, comes with the, the territory for sure. Um, another point I was going to make with that. Oh, costs too. If, if they're unsubscribing, they're going to save you money in the long run because yeah, it doesn't good. matter where you're doing your email marketing. Um, you're going to be paying for each and every subscriber after a certain level, at least. Eric Dingler in the chat says that uh, he thinks that the timing is also based on the audience. So if he sends emails to freelancers, it's better open rates late at night, emails to solopreneurs early morning and some others it's lunch. So that's another real world experience. <clears throat> and, and I think okay. that comes with, with testing. Like you, you know, it's, you can kind of go off of those general rules, but then try them and see, mm -hmm. and like, yeah. don't just try it once, try it a couple of times. Like, okay, I've sent a few emails now at this time, or I use the time warp, you know, to be at 10 AM, everyone's time, no matter where they are in the world. Um, and then just kind of, you know, look at the numbers, look at the open rates, look at the click through rates, that sort of thing. Could we, um, time, could time we talk about the technology thing. for a second? Cause you call it time warp. He calls it time capsule i think i forget well, what you i think it's it. time warp <laughs> so what's the uh what what program do you guys use for your email marketing i'm i'm a mailchimp you're a mailchimp yeah yeah we've, we've used get get response for the last few years so hmm. yeah and... Mail, Mail, mailchimp has a feature too where they you you basically say okay i'm going to send it on, on this date whether that's today or a date in the future and then you can say optimize for the best like you know, most success. And basically they use not just emails that you have sent to optimize. They look at all of the emails that your subscribers have received from other MailChimp customers. And they will tell you the, the most optimum time to send an email based off of when your list is most likely the most amount of people on your list to open it which is pretty cool because they're, they're looking amazing. at like data across all their customers. Now, what I wish that they would do is take that a step further and basically combine the time capsule or time warp, whatever it is with <laughs> what I just described, the MailChimp optimize and basically let you send it to everyone. You know, at you send it optimum out time. At, at their specific optimum time. I, I can't imagine, you know, the amount of like, uh, <laughs> calculations and and server resources but also like if you them, but... happen to be on a bunch of mailchimp lists you would just get slammed at the same time every day <laughs> oh you mean if everyone used that feature yeah <laughs> yeah that's true here's when when tim is most likely to open emails however for me it's like throughout the day because i'm yeah. terrible with that check email way too often but I, and i just don't like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I just like, I lose so many emails and stuff. So, yeah, um, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I think one thing that's really important to note, and Tim talked about testing and stuff, and that is very important. That's how you're going to dial in everything ultimately in the end is test, test, test. But it also comes with knowing your audience and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, like Eric I was think, saying. Yeah, I think even though we, have a pretty large email list 
I still feel like we have a real good pulse on on our audience, you know. So um, knowing that audience and stuff is really, really, really important, you know, whenever you're you're doing the email marketing to them. David, I remember a tip. This is just this is super random, but uh, I remember a tip you gave me one time. Man, it must have been a year ago, but it was like you said that. Oh, because I I had made a comment about an email that you had sent recently and you have a team at this point that's doing your emails yeah. for you and right. setting them up and all of that stuff. But you had changed the sign off in the email instead of it saying from Aspen Grove studios or whatever, it said from David Blackman. And yeah. you said that that simple change had made like a huge impact. Oh, yeah. And like people were replying to the emails and being like, Hey, thanks for sending me this, David. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like it yeah. was, you typed it up personally for them. <laughs> and it, it's funny. It's like, even as marketers, even when we know that it's like the merge tags are used to put our names in them, it does have right. an impact when you see your own name in something. And it does like little things like that, that can be tweaked and modified and tested to say like, what, how does your, you know, your audience yeah, respond to certain little things. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think, I don't think like normal users who aren't marketers and stuff, they don't realize that, uh -uh. you know, they, 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 they may think you're sending it to them personally and stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's now, not all done programmatically. You know? And when those come in for me, I reply and say, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and exactly. so then it, it just started this personal yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, on that note, you using merge tags, I think there's times where you can, try different things. I think it's important to not do the same thing every time. So for example, like putting someone's name in the subject line is a great way to grab their attention, but you can't sometimes. overuse it. Yeah. Sometimes you can't do it every single time. Um, or, uh, there's the, the preview text, um, which most email marketing platforms will let you do that separately. So you have, uh, the preview that shows like in their inbox before they open it. Um, if you don't fill it out, it'll just pull from what you're, you know, the first, you know, sentence or two from the actual email, but you can also customize that, uh, in, at least in most email marketing platforms. Um, and so putting their name in there I hate too. Those. I hate those. They drive me nuts. Like I'll have, I've had emails where like before I knew what those were, I had an oh, email from a friend. And it's not what it says. Yes. It said something really funny in that text. And I know the guy, like it, it's uh, somebody that I've worked with before. And it was this really funny thing. And then when I opened the email, I'm like, where the heck is yeah. that? Like, I was so like, now it still does it to me. Like, I still find those to be like fishy. Like, I don't like them. Yeah. I, I think you have to do it in a way where it, it grabs their attention, but uh it's like, you don't want it to like be completely missing from the body of the email. So I don't think it has to be exactly in the email the way you have it in the preview text, but I think it, it's like, you need, you know, that same point, you know, whatever it is that grabbed their attention, that preview text needs to follow up in the body of the email. Otherwise right. it comes across as kind of spammy. Now I have a very important question. Anybody who knows me knows this is super important. What do you guys think? Emoji or no emoji? In the subject oh, line, emoji, emoji, emojis oh, all the way. Well, not all oh, the show. way, like moderate <laughs> emojis. Yeah, and I think again, it goes with <laughs> with the merge tags in the in the subject line too. It's like you can't overuse them. Although I tend to do one almost every email, but I mix them up. I um, like I the fire them. emoji, man, that thing gets open uh, rates. <laughs> Does it? But it has to be something worthy of it the has fire to be emoji, like a, fire. a big release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, has to be fire. Yeah. One thing um, we've recently, I used to do a lot of our emails, most, most all of them and stuff, in fact. And 
recently, you know, hired some new people. And um, so I've kind of turned over the email marketing here lately uh, to a new team member who's awesome. And I'll tell you, yeah. has made some made some tweaks to, you know, one thing that I never did before, but they've been doing, which is really making a difference and stuff. Um, Do is, tell. Well, I'm, I'm opening up my email marketing program right now because I don't know what it's called, but you've got like the subject line and, you know, you only have so many characters that will fit to where they can read it mm -hmm. without, you know, like opening it, cutting email. off. Uh, it, it getting cut off, but they, he has been um, filling out, I'm going to, I'm going to open it up here. Oh, wow. This is different. <laughs> must have updated the, they've updated the platform. No, no. Yeah. Let me see here. Um, oh, wow. This is kind of cool. Sorry. I'm getting an on the fly. I hadn't done it in a couple of weeks and they've must've did a big update to get response. Um, but basically there's a secondary subject line that allows you to it's hover you're hovering over it are you talking about the preview text it may be preview text i don't know you mean the that... thing that me and tim have been talking about for the past five minutes oh shit Maybe that's <laughs> sorry i've been chatting with people in the chat too. Um, what the hell hold on i want to edit it Let me as see he was doing that i knew that's what it was that, i like, see you laugh at other you're like it is i'm gonna confirm it's the preview text <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what, what, That's a great what tip. was y'all's consensus that was a great a, yeah i don't like we, they bug me because they're fake so they, like you can't find the text in the email stephanie doesn't like it as a consumer when she reads right. something in the preview text that gets her to open the email expecting to like continue reading what she was reading and then having that text not be found yeah. in the body which i agree it can be kind of spammy but i think you can do it in a way where it's the preview text is almost like a expanded subject line, kind of like what David was referring to, to where it gets in the open, but the body of the email is basically just a longer version. You know, it's like a summary. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily the same text followed up in the body email, but the same like <laughs> idea. I forgot, David. I, I'm just looking at the next one of our upcoming emails, you know, and it's so is it fire? it's fire. Um, I like, like I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll read the subject line and then, you know, kind of the preview text. And I'm not really sure if there's anything in the, I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be follow through. So Stephanie would probably be okay with this one. You know, um, okay. you know, chance to win a lifetime membership, DBE commerce showcase. So basically, you know, uh -huh. we're, we're giving our customers who've used our, you know, child theme, one of our, you know, DBE commerce child theme, you know, submit and we're going to choose some winners and give away some memberships basically. So, you know, chance to win a lifetime membership, DB e-commerce showcase. And then the preview text is flex your e-commerce site, win a lifetime membership. And of course we've got the, the arm emoji mm -hmm. and the shopping bags and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm laughing also because Josh <laughs> uses a lot of GIFs and little little movie things which i find entertaining and i absolutely I love them love, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah i'm laughing at that so how do you put gifs in your emails how about that for a question let me see here i'm gonna i'm gonna click on this and get response it's just like an image field you know 
and it'll play in the email drag and drop oh yeah i mean yeah it's pretty it's pretty awesome i don't know what he's using with this one but it's funny as hell check your email if you're on oh see look at this tease i love it (laughs) all right so here's another question for you guys um i just had an email come through from uh vrbo i think that like vacation booking thing uh-huh. Yeah. And it was a bunch of um, lorem ipsum and then a button that said uh, button text here. <laughs> like that hit my inbox. And so and I was like cracking up at that because I'm like, somebody got fired. Womp womp. And um, but I mean, it happens. If you've ever done email marketing, you have sent out something that had an error in it that you didn't realize no matter how many times you read it. So what, what do you guys do? Like, how do you handle a situation like that? I thought this company handled it very elegantly. They sent another email and said, whoops, looks like we need a vacation, which they're a vacation rental place. And I was like, okay. And so it was like, they called themselves out. They made a joke about it. And then they were like, here's what we were trying to send you or something. And I was like, I, I respected that. I'm like, okay. Like I thought they were lame. And then I was like, all right. I'll give you points for that. So have you ever sent like an embarrassing, like something embarrassing, like you really screwed up? Oh yeah. Everybody does. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's you your, just send, how do you handle it? Yeah, yeah. You just send it. We just send an apology email. I mean, heck even elegant themes has gotten, you know, has sent, mm-hmm. which their email list is massive, you know, oops, mm. forgot to put the link in, you know, to like I mean, 4 that's million the, people. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is you like send out the yeah. email and then you totally forget to put the hyperlink to the thing that you want them to go check out and stuff. Oh, you're not so going to just right? leave it there dead. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to send a follow-up email. I, I just hit the unsend button. That's what I did. It's not a, yeah. Good luck I with wish. that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Good luck with that. How does that work for you? It's, it's awesome. Then I go hide in my room and cry. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really make mistakes. Oh, um, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'm just kidding. I've, I've made But a, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, it, it is rare that I'll have to like send a You're very a anal. You're very anal. I, am, I can I'm very see anal. you being, yeah, yeah. And, and it, a lot of it is because I, In a good I spend way. a lot of time, like I do my own emails, um, write my own copy and everything. And so I'm like, I kind of obsess over it and then I, I test and, um, and look at it on all devices type, type of thing. And so, um, yeah, there, there definitely is times where I, I miss something and it goes out. Um, like I forget what it was, but I had a big typo. Um, and, uh, Corey Jenkins was like the first one to point it out, mm-hmm. of course, um, uh-huh. which yeah, he, <laughs> he made it funny. Um, but, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's something worth saying too, is, is, you know, testing everything and, you know, reading it and proofreading it again and again. But um, I think, yeah, if you do make a mistake and have to send out a follow-up, use it as an opportunity to make fun of yourself. And then it, it comes across as uh, really genuine and funny and good stuff. All Did right. you see I'll, I'll... Eric's response, what Eric just said? No. Uh-uh. Oh, I thought that's what you were going to say. He said he's heard of marketers doing it on purpose because the oops email gets better open rates because people (laughs) like when other people mess up. Hey, Hey, I'm going to do it. Let's try. That is, that is not. And I mean, it's, it's 
not not only that, but it's it's they're seeing you twice in their their inbox. That's uh-huh. getting their attention again. So you can't just send the same email twice and get away with it. Like people would be like, oh my gosh, unsubscribe. Yeah. But if the second one is, oops, we forgot the link. Well, now you just like double grab their attention because they're seeing your name twice in the mm-hmm. in the, the inbox. But people can relate to that. Like, oh, made a mistake. Like mm-hmm. Eric pointed yeah. out, you know, they can relate to that. So. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm looking at get response here since I have the, the program open and I was wrong. It's not time capsule and it's not time warp. It's actually time travel. Um, <laughs> I think MailChimp is time warp, I believe. Yeah. And you know what, what it is, is it delivers travel. That's cool. at a specific local time. However, what Tim and I were, we were talking about earlier, I'm just now noticing there is a feature in get response called perfect timing which allow, you know, they, they run the data of when they open their emails. Is that what stuff. Tim just wished for? Yeah. That's yeah, what I just wished for. I think you might've wasted Here, a wish. Here's, here's what, here's what it's <laughs> gone for a million Tim. bucks. We'll look at when each recipient opened your messages in the past and deliver your email when they're most likely to open it. Boom. It's- Boom. Yeah. So, yeah. That's almost exactly what I described, except for I, I took it a step further and, and made it all MailChimp customers. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that right there would be super powerful. I you know what, though? I think that. that this would almost be better, though, because I think so. I get subscriptions for like, you know, sh- stores or shopping, like personal things like clothes or makeup or something that I'm less likely to open during the day while I'm working, you know, stuff like that. So that's that's super interesting. Uh, uh, some John Williams is mentioning Grammarly or things like that. If you, um, yep. MailChimp it's called time warp just confirmed. Um, I also think sending like with anything, anything that we're doing that we're publishing to the world emails or otherwise, like when we're looking at it for so long, you just don't, you don't read the mistakes. You don't see them because you're, you're either looking at the shape of the email on the mobile device or you're in your mind, you wrote it. So you're reading what you thought you wrote, you know, our brains play tricks on us. So just putting it in front of somebody else or sending the test to somebody else, a colleague that can give it a once over for you, I think can reduce issues a lot. Awesome. If you have somebody that you can trust. Yeah. So I'm sending my email guy a message. <laughs> we always, we're we're going to discuss some stuff tomorrow. <laughs> we always yeah, lose david think, at some point during the episode he just starts doing the thing we're talking about <laughs> I, I realized why i don't make those mistakes and, and leave the placeholder text and stuff is i never put placeholder text because i'm the one writing it i'm doing it as mm-hmm. i go and so i'm grabbing the final link and putting it in here where when you have you know someone else writing the copy and then they're waiting for you to come in and fill in the link and then mm-hmm. someone else to put in the you know the correct image and stuff you have those placeholders because that's typically where you see those mistakes happen is when there's placeholders right. you never like, duplicate you know, an old here. sequence or something though you never duplicate an email from another campaign i do and- yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the same kind of thing that could happen. We could have a wrong link or, or this. Or yeah. That. Um, Wadster. Are you guys, talking, is Wadster an email campaign thing? I've no, it's one it. of the that's child themes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's being chatted. Where about, the heck did you get that? Oh, what? Oh, it's Wadster. in the thing. Yeah. Okay. So there's tons of email marketing platforms. And I, I mean, 
I think the only thing that makes one better than the other is if it works for you. Don't you guys agree? I mean, I think like they're all, they're all pretty much the same. <clears throat> they have a very similar yeah. thing. I know MailChimp used to be like the cheapest free version or the, you know, they had the, the best free the cheap, version. Cheap, cheapest free version? <laughs> Out of all the free versions, theirs. Is They're the, the cheapest. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the best free version. Like you get the most free, you get the most bang the for your free yeah, in that one. But then I think they've changed their pricing model. Like they've really lim- limited what you can do on the free accounts now, which is a shame. And they're pricey, but Tim swears by them. He loves them. Yeah, the reason why I swear by them is because of deliverability. They've been doing it the, the longest. They have the most market share, stuff like that. And so as long as they have all the same features, it's like, I'm going to go with the tried and true. That's kind of my approach. Not to say that any of the other ones aren't as good. They're all great. Right. A lot of and MailChimp. really great marketers swear by the other platforms. I just don't think the platform that you choose isn't going to make or break your, your email marketing or your business. Right. But MailChimp integrates with literally like everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Hey, we will use literally the way I just use it. <laughs> yeah. When it they, doesn't they change, mean literally. <laughs> they changed the definition of literally in the dictionary to, to mean it. literally or figuratively because everyone says it Ugh. sarcastically or figuratively and not literally. That's infuriating. It's like, I literally am going to eat a cow. I'm so hungry. It's like, no, right. You're yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that literally knocked my socks off. Literally didn't. <laughs> okay, so there's tons of apps you can use. There's tons of different things you could do. I mean, this there's like so much to talk about with all this stuff. I uh, like mapping out the sequences is a complicated thing. Like, do you guys use a mind map or anything? Or David just pounds them out and hits send. I know it. No, in in the email marketing platform, they have something similar to a mind mapping software. Uh-huh. So you can create them inside your your email marketing platform and and. But I mean, as you're planning them out, even like, do you just plan them on the fly like that? Like, I, I don't know. I almost Things need to know. like. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, just because it's you know, I kind of have an idea of the direction that I want to go. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of the same basic. It's mapped premise. in your mind map mind map. Boom. It's this premise is always the same for me. Value, value, value. What's going to bring value? And then, you know, um, make an offer at the end and stuff, or maybe the last couple of emails or something like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Value, Tim, value, I really promo, like value, 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 promo, promo. Is that how you do it? <laughs> promo, no, promo, I would, promo, promo, not promo. actually. I was just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry. You really like what? I like that idea. I was, yeah. Let me get back to that. Uh, well, because we're, we've just instituted a bunch of lead magnets and it's like to come up with a different sequence on these things that, like you said before, isn't necessarily a big deep well of things that we can draw from like David's themes, whatever that thing is. What was it again? The demo, demo zone. zone. Demo zone. Yeah. And um, so like, what do you do if you're just sending like a checklist or something like there's not that much that you can keep going back and talking more and more about it. So I love that you have like, maybe it's a, here's your delivery, maybe one related to that. And then just put them into a general, like you've downloaded something. Yeah. And then there's additional freebies that are part of that sequence, but I'm also using those same freebies as the first top of funnel to get people into the funnel. Mm -hmm. So for example, if it's the fourth email of a sequence, but it's also the top of funnel, 
um, as well for someone else coming in, then it just skips that day. Cause if they already have that yeah. freebie, then it's not going to send it to them. So for example, if someone I love that. starts this freebie over here and starts going down the funnel, and then they also see another ad for this other freebie and they already have it, it's not going to start them over again. Um, and right. they're not going to, you know, send them the, the, the same email or something they already have. So I just simplify it that way rather than having completely separate sequences for all these different freebies. But then also I don't want to necessarily have them on multiple sequences that are almost exactly the same. It's like, right. One sequence. That's what I like about that. Yeah. You technically could have, if you have like six top level, say entry level freebies, you could then have each funnel ha has all six in it, but those days are just eliminated based on the tags. Technically, you could have just one funnel that sends all, all of them to everybody who doesn't have them all yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to switch over because I've been trying to do separate sequences for each and it's too difficult to make them different enough. Right. <sighs> like and then that if somebody also... signs up for another one and like, what if they sign up right away and then they're getting like hit, like the emails are staggering and uh, it's just. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it gets really complicated the more freebies that you add. And so you don't want to bore your audience with all these different sequences. Right. Interesting. Okay. Well, boom. I'll probably hit you guys up with more questions the more I get into it, but this has been, this has been useful for me. I hope it's been useful for everybody else listening. What do you think about uh, resources if somebody needs help with doing all this stuff? You don't have any good courses or people that are doing this? Uh, what's his name, Tim? I mean, the MailChimp guy, Paul Jarvis or something like that. I don't know. I think it's a MailChimp. I know who you're talking course. about. I don't know his name. Yeah, he. I think he does a really, really good job. If you're going MailChimp, um, you know, Tim yeah. and I have been threatening to do an email marketing course for a while. Really? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I, I think because uh, I, I don't know any courses to recommend. I think what I have done and continue to do is just to be students of people that you know are, are doing really well yeah. with email marketing, mm -hmm. set up a separate email. Uh, that's what I recommend. So you don't, you know, completely flood your, your inbox, but then subscribe to a bunch of different things. Click on Facebook ads, you know, get into people's <laughs> funnels and watch the emails come in and take notes and stuff. And you have it in a separate email that way you can refer back to it and find it. That's easily. a really smart, more fire tips from fire tip, Tim. <laughs> Here's to hoping that doesn't take off. <laughs> that nickname doesn't. <laughs> I'm going with it. Fire tip, Tim. <laughs> yeah. And on that note of fire tips with Gmail, you can add, you know, say you're, you're, uh, you create an email, you know, Tim Streifler marketing emails at gmail.com. For example, you mm -hmm. can also add a a plus sign at the end of it. So mm -hmm. for example, if I was subscribing to David's email list, it could be Tim Strafler market emails plus Aspen Grove studios at gmail.com. And, and then you can filter those separately. So then it's like, Oh, I want to see, I want to search and look at, you know, the last 30 days of, of David's email so I can see what emails he sent when then you like when just... you miss him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, if you're subscribing to a bunch of different marketers and you know, your inbox is, is getting flooded, you can kind of sort them differently. And yeah. I used to do that. I have uh, only not exactly. I just would set myself up as a catch-all, which I always do anyway. 
in case somebody spells an email address wrong or whatever. And then I can just make up email addresses on the fly. So no matter what comes in at enjoy sweet tea or at focuswp.co, except for the few people who have an email address, like whatever their name is, but anything else just lands in my inbox. So you can do the same. And for a long time, I used to set it up like for anything I signed up for, I would put the name of that thing. Cause I wanted to see like what else they sent me. And I wanted to see like, if people would like sell my address. Like, so then if I got something that was like completely unrelated and it said like Netflix at whatever my, I was like, oh, so they sold my, you know, like I, I got off. And surprisingly, like I probably, I did that for years and I never really got any kind of actionable info from it like it it was it was, i was pleasantly surprised in the end and then it just ended up being a hassle because every time i'd go to a site to log in i had to like wait what email did I, you know you don't have just like your one email to log in it was like i had to figure out whatever anyway right. but yeah but yeah so you can also do a catch-all and then just have them filter into another folder another folder yeah that's funny yeah because there's always times where i'm like who the heck is this there's no way i signed up for this yep but chances are you did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We all get sucked into it. I like that idea of uh, copying, you know, those who are doing it. Well, don't recreate the yeah. wheel. And, uh, yeah. but also look at it with a marketer's eye, you know, yeah. don't be a, don't be a dumb sheep. Like yeah. be the wolf that's like taking, like have a keen eye at it and realize like where your name is that used to say percent first name percent, you know, like think of it in those terms and like the frequency and all of that, like really study it. Shh. Shh. I'm sorry. I'm on. Uh, Give away all the secrets. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That was the I'm, point I'm, of this episode. I'm a, yeah, I think put yourself in the, you know, be a student of marketing and, and watch mm-hmm. what, you know, people that you consider to be really, really good marketers out there, click on their ads, subscribe mm-hmm. to their stuff. There's, um, I think his name's Myron Golden. Um, so I didn't hear him say this. I heard someone else quote him, so I'm not entirely sure. But basically how like you can't successfully market something unless you're someone that's also purchased something. And so like actually mm. going out there and like subscribing and g- going out there and buying stuff and getting into that mindset, like will actually help you become a, a marketer it's really hard to explain, but the psychology of it is once mm-hmm. you've been there yourself and you've been in those shoes and gone through that process, like mentally, you'll be able to understand it from the other side when you're trying to, you know, market it yourself. Mm-hmm. Hope that and boy, some, don't you go, when you go sign up for something and you just like, you immediately like look down at your phone or wherever for the email to pop up. And then you know that you're going to get more emails after that. And then it redirects you. Like we take all that so much for granted until you start doing it. And then you're like, man, there's a lot of steps involved in such a simple thing that we all do like constantly on the web. It does help you to appreciate how much work is involved. Do you guys block out certain amounts of time? I know speaking of time, we're pretty much out of it, but do you block out time to do this? I know Nancy, I think it was Nancy in the chat said like, it's overwhelming because there's so much to be done. Do we block out time for what? For your email marketing stuff. Absolutely. Like how do you, I mean, I don't have specific time. We just, yeah, I'm not quite that organized. (laughs) Whatever you totally are. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it's like, I, I guess I know at this point how much time it takes to, you know, put together an email blast type of thing. And so it's like, okay, well, I want to get it out by 10 AM. It means I need to start it by this time type of thing. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, in terms of my, like the new sequencing that I've been working on for like six months, um, I should block out time because if I did, it would be done. Yeah. (laughs) Last updated July 12th. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking at my Evernote. So yeah, <laughs> I probably should. Another tip I will say is if you're going to do some fire sequences, tip, fire no, tip. this is, this is, I don't have a fire tip. This is, <laughs> this is just a regular tip. So anyway, uh, why is that so funny to me? <laughs> David's head is turning purple. Uh, he's laughing so hard. Um, so don't, start too much like just do something because like it was sort of a coincidence but tom and i um as we were getting we were already doing some email marketing but then we decided to launch three lead magnets at once and it was a nightmare because it was like two guides and a checklist and we would get the names mixed up and the pages mixed up and by the end of it we were ready to just like strangle somebody we're each doing parts of them but it was like there were too many moving parts and it was too hard to keep in our head so we're like never again will we do that like pick one thing you're gonna do and just do that little piece of it of the big puzzle make sure it fits in with the big puzzle but like just do that one thing at a time to add on to it which may seem like an obscure tip but that's that's what i got (laughs) for you because that's very fresh right now for me yeah and i'm gonna add to that and say imperfect action always beats perfect in action. And I think as everyone in the design world, we want everything to be perfect and then it doesn't chip. You don't get it out. You don't hit send. Mm -hmm. So just get it done. Take action, even if it's imperfect. Yep. Absolutely. All right. That is it. This flew by for me. This flew by. Yep. Uh, Join us next week for another awesome topic. Thanks everybody for joining us live on Facebook and YouTube and Stephanie, do you know what next week's topic is by chance? Maybe, but I'm not telling you. <laughs> All right. It'll be hey, a surprise wait. for y'all, just like it'll be a surprise for me. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys, you know what? I have some, I have a little bit of news though. We got a review. Go we got a nice review last week that I want to share with you from our pal Liam, Liamine. I even practice his name and I still messed it up. He's in the chat tonight. Liamine, thank you. He says, great with Divi chat, not only getting, getting the information, but you will also have fun commenting with other experts. You really Mm -hmm. have some experts there. If you're serious about your online business, want a professional, excellent quality information about building websites, especially with the power of Divi and SEO, and you need a trusted source for training and guidance, Divi chat is a surefire winner. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you for the review. Thanks, Liamine. And any of you guys, if you want to leave us a review, we'd be so appreciative as well. And uh, if you do, and I happen to miss it, send me a screenshot and we'll we'll, um, read it out on the air. Yeah, Yeah. and you can show up and see what uh, hardware malfunction or desk malfunction Tim will have, whether dropping my microphone. You never know. You just never know. From the perfectionist, I think that's what makes it so hilarious too, is that you're such a perfectionist and like when stuff goes wrong, it makes, gets you so flustered. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I did the whole like last 20 minutes of that episode holding my microphone. This thing's I heavy know. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. All right, you guys. See you next week. Take care.